We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DVTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is September 21st. It is 2022. We have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07, Grant Nieper. What's happening, my friend? Not too much. Looking like an entirely mediocre day so far. We'll see. There's a, still, a, still a few bets I have waiting to waiting to settle, so... No, it could go either way, but you know, it's it's a beautiful day. We got we got a bunch of games for Wednesday, so you no, know, still got baseball season left. Got some football, and soon enough basketball will be here. So I have no complaints. Heck yeah, man! Well, before we get into breaking down the nine game baseball slate, just want to give a shout out to our new sponsor of the podcast, Sleeper awesome app that is doing some over under fantasy props they do some season long stuff as well you can join the rotor grinders squad and each time someone's picking something or giving out some info it will pop up right there in the squad chat i had an 8x over there hit that was in the squad chat i've been posting a lot over there for football going to continue to do that so i'll put the link to join in the Roto-Grinder squad in the description of the podcast. If you haven't checked them out, use promo code GRINDERS. You get a 100% match up to $100 automatically. Puts you right in the RG group. Um, and like I said, follow you know, a bunch of RG guys that are doing it each and every day. So check them out. Sleeper, um, like I said, love what they're doing over there. Awesome that uh, they're jumping on board on the podcast here. Again, promo code GRINDERS. Great, we get started here with Detroit at Baltimore, Manning against Lyles in this one. Eight total. The Orioles, a 170 favorites. Uh, any interest here in Manning? I mean, it's a tough match of going up against the Orioles. The Orioles are good versus righties, struggle a little bit more versus lefties. Matt Manning has kind of been all over the place. Guy has great stuff. Just hasn't seemed to make it make, make it 
really worked too well in the majors. He's shown some glimpses. I mean, he's 5.7K. I don't like it, but there's not a lot of pitching I do like on this slate. So you kind of throw him in there, hope that he has the good Matt Manning stuff and not the bad Manning stuff and move on. Like he's not, he doesn't grade out as a great play, but there's really not any plays that grade out as great plays on the slate outside of one that I can see. So he's in the mix just because of his price tag and because there's not really a ton else to love. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I was arguing with Dean on grinders live on Monday about Baltimore having a chance to make the playoffs. And then, I mean, Detroit has a chance to sweep Baltimore and I mean, it's just, what are you doing? What is Baltimore doing? Um, Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I think Manning is okay at 5,700. Like you said, pitching on this slate is not the best. Um, he's okay. Jordan Lyle, 6,700 on the other side of this game. I mean, he's someone that could potentially throw 90 pitches against Detroit. I think I have to have, you know, slight interest here. Like we saw Austin Vloff, what are you doing? Five innings. I think he gave up two runs and had like three or four strikeouts. Like, at 6,700 on a weak pitching slate, I mean, Detroit's definitely going to be a team that I'm going to pick on. Yeah, Lyles might be the best point-per-dollar play on the slate, which is so weird to say. I mean, he's going up against Detroit. Detroit, the worst team by a wide margin in the league. Going up against righties, projected lineups probably going to have between 26 and 28% K rate going up against righties. They do have some decent bats in here. Um, they've come up. Carpenter is not looking too bad, but overall, still just a garbage lineup. I'm wait. I'm gonna wait and see what. Per, like, if you're just going off point per dollar, then he's he's kind of my guy on the slate, which is super weird. But I kind of want to wait and see where he ends up with ownership. I could see projection systems spitting him out as by far the best option on the slate. In which case, I don't know if it'll get me off of him, but I might have some interest in some of the uh, Detroit bats. Let's talk about the Detroit bats here. Um, any interest here in Detroit? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Lyles, Lyles is a guy that gives up decent amount of hard contact, decent amount of fly balls, decent amount of home runs. And, I mean, they don't grade out as good plays. Um, again, their, their lineup's garbage. I could see using Carpenter as a one-off regardless if you're trying to do it for leverage. But it makes an interesting stack just going up against Lyles um, if he is going to be the highest owned pitcher on the slate. I mean, this is entirely speculative the night before. We'll see where his projected ownership comes in at. But if he is going to be very highly owned, I could see doing a stack, throw Green in there, throw Baez in there. Carpenter, I like as a one-off regardless, and I like him in a stack. Yeah, you can throw Torkelson in there too. Like make a cheap leverage stack here that – is likely not to be played too much. Um, again, the numbers don't really say to play them, but if he, Lyles is the highest owned pitcher on the slate, which he may end up being, then I could see using a Detroit stack for leverage. Yeah, I mean, Carpenter has shown a little bit of um, power here in a small sample size since getting cop, caught or called up. Um, Haas has a little bit of power at catcher. Overall, Detroit, their lineup is not great. Um but, I mean, Jordan Lyles is someone that gives up a lot of hard contact. Baltimore bats. 
I can't, I can't stop yawning. Um, <laughs> gosh, it's killing me. Um, the Baltimore bats here on the other side, Manning has not allowed a lot of power in general. Um, and he has a low walk rate. He kind of, uh, pitches to contact a little bit. What are your thoughts here on the Baltimore bats? I mean, he's gotten a little lucky going up against righties, um, giving up a decent amount of fly balls, decent amount of hard contact, but they just haven't left the ballpark and haven't really been a ton of doubles and extra base hit, hits. But, I mean, the problem is in this lineup, I want to target lefties or bats I want are lefties going up against him. And he's been solid enough going up against lefties. I mean, 269 Woba, 118 ISO, like not giving up a lot of hard contact, right around average uh, ground balls. I mean, if you want to play them, I mean, the total in this game is pretty decent, if I remember correctly. Baltimore saying at like four and a half total. I could see stacking them up, but the price on this slate with few decent spots here, I, I might just stay away. Yeah, it's not like they're cheap. There's some cheap bats, don't get me wrong. I, I like Henderson a lot in this spot um but outside of him i mean you're paying up for a lot of these guys so i mean maybe a mini stack but i mean maybe even just using henderson as a one-off pittsburgh at new york facing the yankees eight total in this game yankees a 300 favorite um Contreras against severino it sounds like severino is gonna get um, activated from the IL here. Severino hasn't pitched in the big leagues in over two months. He did throw four innings, um, 57 pitches. High, uh, everything I've read is he's likely not to go over 80 pitches here. Um, but let's talk Contreras first. Any interest here in Contreras against the Yankees? A little bit. I mean, it's a boomer bust play, but it, it's just from the lack of options on this slate. I mean, the guy is... Probably he'd start off great. And I mean, he's got decent strikeout stuff and he has the upside. 7,100 isn't a terrible price tag, but it's a tough match going up against the Yankees. Like there are strikeouts in this lineup and Contreras is a lot better versus righties than versus lefties. And it's probably going to be pretty righty heavy lineup. Um, I don't love it. I don't love a lot of pitching on the slate, um, but he's not a terrible option. I'll give him a six out of 10. On the slate, decent chance he ends up with 20 points. Decent chance he ends up with five points. So it's it's a risk-reward thing in the price tag. He's not going to come in very heavily on, then I'll play him. I mean, plenty of strikeouts in the Yankees lineup in general. The problem is they just have so much power. Um, and, I mean, the top half of the lineup is very patient. Um, so, I mean, you're just worried about that. I probably don't end up on... Contreras today, but I understand if you want to play him. And then the other side, Severino, 9,700. I think at this price, knowing that he's likely not going to throw over 80 pitches, it's really hard to play Severino. Yeah, you really can't play him. I mean, we don't have a set pitch limit, but they said 70 to 80. He pitched 57 in his rehab start. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in for less than 70. I mean, it's a good matchup going up against Pittsburgh. Massive strikeout rate in this lineup um but there are a decent amount of lefties i just don't see the upside of this price tag you're just better off going with 
If there were no other high-priced pitchers, I probably still wouldn't. It's just the pitch limit is not good, and so I'm full-on out on him. Yeah, it's just – it's pitch count. Like, I'm not playing Pittsburgh bats. Like, no doubt. Not playing Pittsburgh bats. Um, but, I mean, I'm not playing Severino. Uh, do you have any interest in the Pittsburgh bats? No, I mean, Severino is a good pitcher. I mean, it's not like they're super cheap or good bats. I mean – Severino has struggled a little bit with lefties, so if you want to use Reynolds, that's fine, but he's not really cheap. Same thing with Cruz. Like, I want to target lefties with power. I mean, my probably, probably my favorite bat is Castro, and that's just because he's cheap, but I, I, I'd likely just stay away from them because Severino's still a solid pitcher. He's just not going to go late into the game. And the Yankees bullpen's good enough where I just I, I really don't see value um in these bats. So I mean the Yankees side here, gosh, I'm gonna play judge every day. I, I mean, I've I think I'm committed to playing judge every day at this point. Like I know he's expensive, but there's plenty of cheap pitching, plenty of money to go around to get Aaron Judge in the lineups here. And I mean, he's two home runs away. He didn't hit one tonight yet, right? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, so, I mean, he's two home runs away from tying the AL record. So, uh, I mean, not even just that. He's He's been hitting the ball super well here recently. So, um, ton of interest here in Judge. And, I mean, I don't mind mini stacking the Yankees. They do have a ton of upside. They're in Yankee Stadium. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, they're a solid stack. Well, I have some interest in Contreras. It just shows the sad pitching slate that we have. But Contreras still gives up a decent amount of hard contact, decent amount of fly balls, especially a lot of hard contact to righties. So, I mean, Judge, Stanton, Donaldson, throw Rizzo in there, throw Torres in. Like, the top five of the lineup are all very solid for a stack, a mini stack, five-man stack, doesn't matter. I mean, they all have a ton of power in Contreras has shown that he gives up a decent amount. So I, I think that they're one of the better stacks on the slate. And, I mean, yeah, Judge, just play him. Just play him. It's that simple. Like, he's just been unreal good this season, been very good recently, pretty much a home run waiting to happen at any given time. Just, yeah, play him. Angels and Rangers, eight and a half total in this game. The Rangers, a 145 favorite. Davidson against Dunning. Any interest here in Tucker Davidson? I don't think so. I mean, I I just, he's cheap. If I'm going to go cheap, then I think I'd rather take a shot on Manning. I mean, Davidson in the majors this season has just been awful. Like his, his walk rate's over 14 percent it's k his walk rate higher than his k rate i just i i don't see him doing anything that can possibly get you a good outing here and he's not going to go over 90 pitches so i'm out yeah i mean talked about sandoval yesterday um i this is just not the same spot davidson stinks his, his walk rate is higher than his strikeout rate he struggles with both sides of the plate I think the Texas stack is one of my favorite stacks on the slate. So no interest for me in Davidson and Dane Dunning on the other side of this game. I mean, the top half of the angels lineup is really good with trout and Otani. But I mean, the bottom half is just strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. So 
Uh, he's probably going to give up a few runs in this spot. I mean, I could see him scoring like 15 to 20. I don't think his ceiling is massive, but I think on this slate, he's playable. I mean, he's one of the better options on the slate. Seeing in the 7K range, again, there's not great options. Dunning is a solid enough pitcher, a lot better strikeout numbers going up against righties, and he's likely to face six of them in this lineup, I would assume. Um, bottom half of the lineup with Adele, with Stassi, with Ford, with Duffy are all all high strikeout bats. I could see Dunning putting up a – not a huge outing, but he could put up a 20-point outing here going up against this Angels team. 20 is enough today. It really is. Um, any interest in the Angels bats here? <sighs> Otani, Trout, it's kind of, kind of it. If you want to make it a th- yeah, Otani, Trout. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to stack them because it's really just those two guys, and they're both so expensive that it's yeah, uh, it's it's rough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the Texas side of this game. I think Texas, like I said, is one of my favorite sneaky stacks on the slate. Maybe they're not even that sneaky because Davidson is bad, walks a ton of people, gives up a ton of hard contact. He's someone that is just. <sighs> I love this spot. I mean, I'm going to be loading up on the Rangers here. I mean, yeah, this is a perfect stack spot. A guy who gives up decent amount of power to both sides of the plate, walks a ton of guys, does not strike anybody out. I mean, Mathis, Jung, Heim, Simeon, Lowe, Seager, Garcia, I'll, I'll play all of them. I mean, Davidson does not have great numbers versus lefties, um, does not have good numbers versus righties. This is kind of the perfect stack spot. I mean, no one's too expensive. You can get a lot of cheap pieces in here. I uh, This is, outside of core, is probably the best stack on the slate. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the best pivot off of cores. Cores isn't, I mean, Webb is solid. You know, Marquez is hittable. and But, I mean, I just, I love this spot for Texas today. Cleveland at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Seven and a half total in this game. The White Sox, a small 130 favorite. We got McKenzie against Lance Lynn. Any interest here in Tristan McKenzie? 9.1K, I feel like, is a little bit too expensive for him. But again, the slate, not good pitching options. So McKenzie's fine. I mean, you're not getting a ton of upside here. If you have the money, go ahead, throw him in there. But I'm not going out of my way to pay this price tag for him. I mean, Chicago average to slightly below average strikeout rate team mckenzie most of the time when he gets it done it's it's simply just because he like comes out pretty cleanly i mean you're not really gonna get more than 20 points out of him too often he's fine he's probably in terms of raw points number two on the slate which is still not that much but it, it the price tag i mean you're better off paying for bats, I think, than paying for pitching on the slate. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's in play uh, for sure. Big big strikeout ability. You know, throughout his career, he's been someone that has struck out uh, right-handed hitters at a good clip. Um, this team is just full of right-handed hitters. Uh, his strikeout rate is a little bit higher against lefties this year. But again, I, I just – I don't – buy into looking at just one year. Um, so I think McKenzie has a lot of upside here. I said this team's going to be, 
I mean, Moncada might be the only lefty in this lineup for this matchup. So um, I, I think McKenzie at 10-1 is a lot, but I, I think he's very much in play. I think a lot of people that are spending up for pitching on this slate is probably going to end up on Robbie Ray. Um, and I think McKenzie has a higher ceiling than Ray. The other side, Lance Lynn, 9,400. I mean, outside of Jose Ramirez, this lineup's not the best. They just don't strike out a ton, not a ton of power. Um, you know, we're seeing Dylan sees through five innings at 93 pitches because, I mean, they've walked against him. They've they've worked accounts against him. Um, Lance Lynn, 26% Ks on the season, and he's just been dominating righties. Just the problem is, I mean, they're probably going to have four or five lefties in this lineup. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Lance Lynn? I mean, I, I it, it all depends on ownership, really. Like, if Lynn's been just pitching fantastic recently. I mean, he's kind of been pitching fantastic all season long. He was just getting super unlucky for a while. He's got great stuff. He's under 10K here. He's probably a 10K plus pitcher. He's probably, he's a better pitcher than McKenzie, probably. Um, it's just, yeah, this is such a tough, tough lineup. You're really not getting any upside. I mean, almost every single, there's a chance that every single batter in the lineup is a below average strikeout hitter. And there's going to be guys close to the single digit and Quan and Ramirez and Naylor. Like they don't strike out. You're not getting a ton of upside generally, but if Lynn's going to come in pretty low owned because of that, I could see playing him, but the numbers don't really scream upside in this spot. Any interest in the Cleveland bats here? I mean, I'm not really getting excited about playing them either. There's not a ton of power in here. If I'm targeting anyone, it's it's probably a mini stack with Ramirez, Naylor, and then you can throw in whoever else, Rosario, Quan, Jimenez. But Naylor and Ramirez are the two bats that I would probably go with. Like you said, Lynn struggled going up against lefties um, this season. Much more of a much better pitcher versus righties. So it's, it's probably Ramirez and nailer and then if you want to make it a mini stack go ahead yeah i'm probably staying away from bats on both sides of this game uh just not a ton of interest in either side do you have any interest here in the white Sox? if you're going with anyone you're probably just targeting power bats abreu jimenez um it's kind of it like mckenzie is a good pitcher but he does give up a ton of fly balls so you're just kind of hoping for one-off power and that's it minnesota at Kansas City, Bailey Ober going up against uh, Daniel Lynch. Eight total in this one. The Twins, a 145 favorites. Uh, any interest here in Bailey Ober? I mean, he's got solid strikeout stuff. He's going up against the highest strikeout lineup, but you just never know how late he's going to go into the game. Um, generally, they'll limit him around 70 to 80 pitches. He'll maybe go five innings, 7.7K. Like, you can get 15 points out of him but that's kind of kind of your ceiling. Um, just not going to go terribly late. I, I'll probably – I wouldn't be surprised if I end up betting a strikeout over in this spot here going up against Kansas City, but you're just not getting a huge ceiling. So he's fine. I'm probably not playing him. I'd rather go with the with Contreras, with Lyles, with the other guys around 7K that have some upside. Yeah, I mean, I used this game a lot for value. Bats yesterday, probably going to do the same here. Don't think I'll end up on over, but – I don't think he's the worst play if he's going to be really low-owned in tournaments. 
Uh, Daniel Lynch, 5x FIP on the season, 21% Ks, 9% walks, 50% hard hit rates. Any interest here in Lynch? No, no, he's he's not a great pitcher. Um, I mean, he's got good enough. He's 5,400. I mean, the fact that I would even consider him is a testament to how bad pitching is on the slate, but I, I, I think that I'm just going to cross him off the list. I mean, Minnesota has – some pop in their lineup. So I don't, I don't see many spots where he doesn't at least give up a home run here. Yeah. I mean, he just faced this team and gave up two home runs, three earned runs, seven hits in five innings and struck out eight, put up 16 DK points. Um, probably don't go there, but I mean, if he were able to put up 16 again at 5,400, that's not the craziest thing on the slate. Minnesota bats. Um, I love Carlos Correa on this slate. He's someone that has a ton of upside. He's expensive at 5,400, but you compare him with like Jose Miranda at 3,700. That's cheap. Ursula is, I'm pretty sure he's cheap too. Yeah, he's 3,400. So some cheap bats to potentially use here um, with him. I, I mean, like if we get, um, gosh, what's the outfielder's name? I can't think of his name right now. A good one? No, Buxton's out. Um, yeah, I was going to say, he might probably won't return this turn, return this season. Um, Cave? No, Cave's lefty-lefty. I can't think of who I'm thinking of here. It's someone they, like, have used off and on all year. It's like, um, hits towards the bottom. Kesslino? Kesslino? He's like he was minimum salary yeah. yesterday. Celestino. Yeah, because I mean garlic's out. Um, so if if he cracks the lineup, he's I mean minimum salary. So if you're trying to I, throw some bats in there, I don't even hate lefty lefty with Lynch. I mean he can't strike out lefties out. He's still giving up fifty percent hard contact. So I mean that's if true. if Jake Cave gets in the lineup, twenty three hundred, that's fine. But I mean. I'm more targeting the righties, Sanchez, Ursula, Miranda. I really like Miranda. And Correa would probably be my main guys here. Um, but, yeah, if you want to round it out with Cave or any of those cheap guys at the bottom, that's that's fine. Uh, any interest here in the Kansas City bets? I mean, I play them way too often, and I just end up losing money on them. Um, and I'm betting on them too often, too, and losing money there. But, I mean, they're fine. Uh, the price, like, Witt and Perez are always in play. Melendez always in play. Pasquantino, I like as a one-off. Like, he's still too cheap at 2900 Going up against Ober. Ober's still a guy that's pretty big fly ball numbers. Not a ton of hard contact. Solid overall pitcher. But, yeah, I'd probably, if I'm doing anything, I'd probably be mini stack with Witt, Perez, and Pasquantino. Yeah, I mean, Vinny is just so cheap um, that he makes a ton of sense. Perez, uh, Massey. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't mind looking at like a little mini stack here against Ober. Big fly ball pitcher. Uh, does do a good job of limiting power to lefties. Um, but again, that's with a changeup. So look and see how these guys hit changeups. I, I think would be the best advice I can give here. San Francisco at Colorado. 10 total in this game. The Giants, a 140 favorite. Logan Webb against Herman Marquez. Um, any interest here in Logan Webb? 
That's course. I mean, he does, already doesn't have a ton of strikeout ability, so no. Is it crazy if I say yes to this one? I, I mean, the price is really good here for Webb at eighty two hundred. He's not someone that like typically gives up a lot of home runs anyway because he's a ground ball pitcher. So, I mean, I think I have slight interest here in Logan Webb. I could see him putting up like twenty plus, just kind of cruising. The Rockies lineup right now has a lot of strikeouts with a lot of young hitters in there, so maybe a little boost to his strikeouts as well. And I mean, it's not like he he is throwing sinkers, but he's getting a lot of his ground balls with like his change up slider combo. So I kind of have some interest if he's going to be really low owned because honestly, at the end of the day, I just don't love the pitching on the slate and you know, Logan Webb, if he's pitching well, they'll let him go over a hundred pitches. So slight interest for me in Webb. Um, any interest here in Marquez? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, below average strikeout rate pitcher. Going up against San Francisco, likely to tune out a decent amount of bats. Marquez has struggled versus lefties. You might have talked me onto Webb, to be honest. Uh, I just kind of always ride off cores, but this is a bad enough pitching slate where you might be right. But Marquez, probably not going there. Yeah, I mean, Marquez has been two different pitchers. When he's on the road, he's very serviceable. At home, it's just, I mean, his ERA at home is like almost seven. Um, his whip is like 1.6 and I know everybody doesn't love ERA and I don't love it, but a 1.6 whip, um, is, is really high. So uh, this lineup's going to platoon a ton of lefties at him. No interest for me in Marquez, but a lot of interest here in the giants bats. Um, uh, obviously a ton of interest in Jack Peterson, uh, Yaz, like I'm going to be loading up on the giants against Marquez. Yep, I think that's the right move. Uh, Jock Jams, Yaz, pretty much anyone in the starting lineup. I mean, I prefer lefties, so I think Judge might have just hit a home run. Did um, he? I don't know. I just got someone told, said that. Well, I don't see the notification yet. Um, I could be wrong, but he's up to bat. And... He did just hit a home run. Oh, what Number are 60. the odds? Gosh. I mean, they're yeah. really good. <laughs> what is he? He's probably like two to one to hit a home run on most slates right now. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Almost. It's been like that for months and he probably made money by betting him every day, which is weird. Um, but yeah. Play all, play all the San Francisco bats. I mean, target lefties specifically, but play all the bats. Judge number 60, man. That's awesome. As a Red Sox fan, I don't love it, but you you respect it. You respect the heck out of it. What he's doing this year is fan, fantastic. Do you do you think, man? If he gets hot, he could get to seventy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, what Bonds hit seventy three? Was it seventy one or seventy? I don't think he gets the Barry Bonds. I very much. He would take a just absolute heater. Yeah, I don't think anybody gets the Barry Bonds unless we change the baseball again. Um, Honestly, Judge, if we would have had the base juice baseball we had like what three years ago, four years ago, Judge would have 70 at this point. He's having an incredible season, that's for sure. Um MVP type season. I mean I I'll give him the MVP over Otani. Otani's the better player and better numbers, but I mean, I still 
give a little home bit home runs in a season is imp- really impressive. I also give a little bit of credence to the fact that MVP should probably not go to a team that is bottom in their division. I've said that for a long time. Um, I mean, who's the last person to actually do that? I think A-Rod did it for the Rangers 15 years ago. Can't remember the last time that, I guess, Otani last year. But Angels were not as bad last year. I mean, fun fact, there's only been um, eight times, now nine, Aaron Judge is the ninth time that someone has hit 60 home runs or more in a season. Yeah, and he's, what, the second person to do without steroids? Maybe the first? I mean, we have no idea about Roger Maris back in the day. I would, you know, but Sosa's done it three times. McGuire's done it twice, and Barry Bonds hit 73 one year, so. Yeah. But Barry Bonds did it in 664 plate appearances, and Judge is at 635, so. Well, how many at-bats? Well, you can't do at bats because Bonds walks so many times. Well, I'm saying that's what makes it more impressive. He hit 73 and like 460 at bats. Yeah. Yeah. It's way more impressive. But that's neither here nor there. We won't in that ballpark, did. too. Yeah. You know, he San probably would have hit 85 home runs in Yankee Stadium that year. If they wouldn't have walked him and he was in Yankee Stadium, he would have hit like 100. <laughs> I still think one of the greatest like seasons that like I remember as a kid was Griffey in what ninety seven or ninety eight. Um, gosh, God was so good. He was so good. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, fun fact: Aaron Judge, the ninth time it's ever happened over sixty home runs. So I have to, you have to think that he's going to get the MVP. Yeah. All right. Um, do we talk about the Rockies bats? Do you have any interest in the Rockies bats? I mean, it's Coors, Stackham. Like, Webb's an actual decent pitcher. Um, doesn't give up a ton of power, but, I mean, it's Coors. Stack him up if you want to. Um, pretty much anyone in there. Like, they don't stand out as being in a great spot, but it's Coors, anything can happen. Although, I think it's supposed to be a little bit colder tomorrow. Um, I haven't seen the weather, but it was it was 90 today, and tomorrow it's supposed to be cold. A little bit of a cold front, classic Colorado weather. Yeah, 73. So I think Rockies are fine stack, but I prefer the Giants by a large margin. Only 48 times has someone hit 50 home runs in a season. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that's just impressive how 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 impressive it is to hit 60 home runs in a year. So yeah. All right. St. Louis at San Diego. Mikolas against Snell. Seven and a half total. The Padres a slight 125 favorite here. Any interest here in Miles Mikolas? No. 9.1K going up against the Padres. A lower strikeout rate pitcher. Why is he priced at 9K going up against the Padres? I get he's been pitching decent recently, but this is just a bad price tag. I have no interest in him. Yeah, I feel like this is the price increase from his Cubs game like two games ago. Um, yeah. The algorithm gets behind sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, an 18.5% K rate guy against a low strikeout team, there's just going to be a lot of balls in contact. So you would have to run really good on the Babip side here for Mikolas to pay off 9,100. Snell, 
man, Blake Snell ceiling wise probably has one of the highest ceilings on the slate, but he's facing a team that just doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. Um, to be fair, earlier this year he put up 18 fantasy points against this team, but I mean that was in May, so it's just really tough to have interest here in Snell. I mean, again, he's one of those guys where if he's going to come in at four, five percent ownership, I'll play him. Um, it's a bad matchup. I mean, the Cardinals are a, a are I believe still the best team in the league going up against lefties. I mean, Goldschmidt and Arenado alone are probably two of the best have two of the best numbers in the league going up against lefties. Snell struggles a lot more going up against righties and going up against lefties. Gives up a lot of power to righties. Can still walk guys. But it's just one of those spots where it's strictly would be an ownership play if he's going to be super loaned with people going to McKenzie with to Lynn and to Ray. So I don't love the numbers. I don't love the spot. It's a very tough matchup, but just based on his potential upside, if he's going to come in at super low ownership, I'll play him. Yeah, I mean, Albert Pulhos he's another guy that has some of the best numbers against left-handed pitching this season. Oh, yeah. Dude, he has a 404 ISO with a 465 Woba and a 13% K rate and a he 51% has better numbers rate. than Arenado and not far off of Goldschmidt. Yeah. It's crazy. Just how good pool host is like hitting left-handed pitching. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I stack St. Louis here. I mean, I'll if you do, him. Like if you do, I think you play pool host because he is one of the best value plays on the slate. But I mean, pinch hit risk is there. Yepis is three K. He should be back in the lineup here. Um, I mean, then then you get Arenado. I mean, I don't hate that little three man stack. You could throw Edmund in there. He's good against lefties. Um, it just stinks that you got to choose between pool host and Goldschmidt. Yeah, I mean, it's just a way to differentiate your lineup a little bit. I'll play Gold. I'll stack this team up. I mean, who else? You pass Arenado, Goldschmidt. I mean, I probably won't full stack it just because, I mean, any other bat I would want would be a lefty, and I don't really – Snell's been solid versus lefties. So a little mini stack of Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Yepes or Arenado, Pujols, and Yepes are solid there. I mean, if you really want to throw someone else in, I mean, Edmund, not a – not a huge power guy, but still solid numbers going up against lefties. Um, any interest in the San Diego bats here? And they're fine. They're not a great stack. They're not a terrible stack. The glasses above average pitcher. Like doesn't walk a ton of guys. You're not going to see a ton of runs here. Doesn't give up a ton of power. They're priced up. So. I'm not going to argue with a stack, but no individual bat stands out as a great play in this spot. Yeah, I don't mind chasing some home runs here. He's been giving up a lot of home runs since the All-Star break. So Soto, Machado, Dury, Cronenworth, Profar, Bell. Like, if you want to chase some home runs in this spot, I don't hate it, but I don't think I'm full stacking. Um, Because, I mean, at the – like. I talked about it so much on yesterday's podcast that I don't want to like beat the dead horse, but I mean, every game matters right now um, for, I mean, definitely the Padres, the Cardinals probably not so much. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's really tough um, to not have interest in some of these power bats. 
Seattle at Oakland, seven total in this one. The Mariners, a 210 favorite, Robbie Ray against Caprillion. Uh, any interest here in Robbie Ray? Probably my favorite spend up on the slate. Uh, going up against Oakland in Oakland, Ray's had two tough outings in a row, um, but gave up two home runs in both of those. The strikeout stuff has still been there. They'll let him go 110 pitches. If he's pitching well, they're still not – as tight in the wild card races as a lot over in the uh, NL, but they're still playing. Ray has been in solid form outside of the last two games. He's probably the best raw points play on the slate. Yeah. I mean, the Mariners they're I mean, they're in a battle for the wild card. It's just, you know, it's, it's between them and the white Sox or guardians, whoever is in second in the AL central. So, I mean, they want to win games. And you could argue that like his last four starts have been tough starts. Like he had Cleveland twice, he had Atlanta, and he had the Angels. So this is going to be like a breath of fresh air uh, for Robbie Ray here going up against this team. Three starts this season against them. He's averaging 26 fantasy points. I I mean, I agree with you. Like as much as I think McKenzie is a good tournament play, I think Robbie Ray is the top pitcher on the slate tonight. Uh, Caprillion... He's not a bad pitcher. It's just people don't understand like how sneaky good the Seattle lineup is. Um, and he's not a huge strikeout guy, so uh, I'm staying away. Brown's not a good pitcher, and he's yeah. not he's not a good fantasy pitcher. He is like he has the potential to be a good real life pitcher. He has some stuff. If he's not pitching well next year, then sure, like I'll I'll get off this train, but. Top 10 prospect for this organization. Um, I mean, he has stuff. It's just we're waiting for it to show up if it's going to show up. Yeah, no, I don't think this is the time where it's going to show up. Seattle's a good line of no interest in Caprillion. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I'm I'm off. And, like, the thing that is good about the Seattle bats here, well, outside of the ballpark being terrible, is he struggles massively against righties. So Rodriguez, France, Hanniger, more like Seattle is definitely a mini stack. I don't know if I fully stack them in this ballpark, but a mini stack that I'm looking at. Yeah, J-Rod, Hanniger, and then throwing France, throwing, yeah, probably just those three. Uh, yeah, I mean, if the, the big dumper is back in the lineup, uh, which he might be, I'll throw in Cal Raleigh, but. It's France, it's Hanniger, it's J-Rod. Fine, I just don't love the ballpark. Any interest in the Oakland bets? Langeliers, if you want a cheap catcher. Garcia, if you want a cheap first baseman with some pop. I mean, Ray can give up some power, but I just don't like the ballpark. So it's it's salary-saving one-offs if you really need it, and that's kind of it. Both those guys, good prospects with some pop. All right, finish it up. Arizona at LA taking on the Dodgers. Eight and a half total in this game. The Dodgers a 320 favorites. Bumgarner against May. Any interest here in Madison Bumgarner? Absolutely not. My job is just to ask. Um, but yeah, no interest for me. Bumgarner under 16% K is really struggling with righties this year. 363 Woba, 228 ISO, and only a 16% K rate. 46% hard hits, a 34% hard to soft contact ratio. Don't play Madison Bumgarner today. Dustin May, 8,700. 
absolutely dominating in his last start. Um, no hitter through five innings, had one walk, four strikeouts, 69 pitches, and yanked. Um, the Dodgers are in such a good position right now, playoff-wise, that it's really hard for me to trust the Dodgers pitchers. If you told me May was going to get 90 pitches, I'd, I'd play him a ton. That is great stuff, but he's he's not going to go over five innings. Like, yeah, I can pretty much guarantee that. You can you can play him. He can put up a big outing. I mean, Arizona's kind of a mediocre to slightly above average out or matchup. But yeah, I just don't see him going late into the game. They're going to pull him at five innings, or if he's not pitching great, they'll pull him before that not allowing him to go that far into the game. They have no reason to. Guy's got great, just ridiculous stuff. Just throws absolute heat. But, yeah, I I just can't trust him to go late enough into the game. Um, Any interest in the Arizona bats? Not really. May's got good stuff, good bullpen behind him. I, I'm probably fading him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I'm not touching Arizona here, but I love the Dodgers. Um, assuming that it's their normal lineup here. I mean, Madison Bumgarner is very hittable. Betts, Turner, Smith. The other Turner, uh, Taylor's in the lineup. He's interesting. Um, I'll throw Freeman in, even against Bumgarner, even lefty-lefty. Yeah, I have no issues with that either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All what, of them. Yeah, everyone. What's their total here? It's got to be. It's it's really high. Yeah, it's like I mean, five. It might be higher than Coors by the end yeah. of the time tomorrow. Because it's eight and a half, and they're minus three twenty. So, yeah, right at five ish, a little over five. Yeah. All right, let's play the morning grind game. We're both yawning. Um, you all are drinking coffee, and um, yeah, I'm ready for bed. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today to get some strikeouts? That's uh, I'm gonna go Wiles. I think, I think Bailey Ober is my pick. He usually is like four or five Ks, but I could see him getting six. If he goes 85 pitches, he'll get six Ks probably. Yeah, I think I pick him. I just don't I don't think anybody else gets there. So over AK to score under 15. Who is your bust today? I'm not gonna take Severino. Um I'll go with Miklas. I'm gonna stay in that same game and go Blake Snow. That's I mean it's it's ten or twenty-five. Generally not anything in between in this matchup. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got going yard today? I'll go Bobby Witt. I'm going to go Aaron Judge just because I want to say that I called Aaron Judge the 61st home run. <laughs> smart smart move. That's a very smart move. 128 RBI, 60 home runs, and hitting over 300. What a like, phenomenal year. Yeah. Under 4K to get two hits, not in cores. Who's a cheap bet that you like not in cores today? I'll go with Miranda. I like that a lot. I'm going to go to the game that we just talked about and say Chris Taylor at 3,400 against Madison Bumgarner. 
stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you got? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with – go a little bit off the board and say St. Louis. I don't think that's too crazy, man. Um, I really and don't. Best team in the league versus lefties, hands down. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have a ton of interest in Minnesota today going up against the lefty, so I'll go with them. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I need to go to bed. It's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking football and baseball. Hope everyone has a fantastic day. Good luck. We'll see you then. Thank you, kids.